Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody and welcome to Mirror Football's Transfer Spy Podcast with you every single weekday until the end of the transfer window. I'm Aaron Flanagan, joining me today to talk over all the transfers and latest happenings. I say latest happenings, I'll be honest, not much has happened. Uh, but we're going to talk over the, the few bits which which have happened. Uh, first of all, Connor Mummery is with us. Connor, how are you doing? Very well, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. And uh, Ibrahim Mustafa is with us. Ibrahim, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, not too bad, Aaron. I'm not going to go with the running joke all week about how people prefer Mark Jones to you because that's just very disrespectful to yeah, you yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Th- thank you, you thank you but yeah anyway listen let's uh, let's start with uh, Everton uh, today uh, simply because they've just signed from Barcelona the fullback Lucas right get ready for pronunciation I'm, I'm going Dean no no way well, well what is it then Digne, surely. Digne. That's it. He's doing with the accent and everything. Digne. 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 Oh, that's, that's Italian. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do an Scouse yeah. accent, but um, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be intrigued to see how uh, how Scousers are going to start. Yeah. Call him Lucas if you want. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's Lucas. just call him Lucas anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they've just signed Lucas from Barcelona, £22 million. Pounds. Um, you guys, did, did, did we, do we know anything about, about this lad? Because let's be honest, he was never really uh, a regular at Barcelona. He didn't get a fair crack of the whip there. Um, really, but um, what, what, what do we know about him? Um, yeah, as you as you say, he does. He hasn't had much of a look in at Barcelona. He's played a few games, sort of in and out of the side, but it was never really ever sort of first choice or anything like that. Coming in sort of cup games, latter games in the Champions League group stages and things like that. Um, he was a uh, something of a prospect, I thought, before he arrived at Barcelona. Initially, he'd uh, started out Paris Saint Germain, I believe, and um, yeah, and Barcelona obviously paid a lot of money to bring him there, and thinking he was a going to be part of their future yeah, but it didn't he, really work out for him he, he went on loan as well to um, I'm pretty sure it was Roma I've got either Roma or Lazio Med, but I, I remember he went to Italy and he mm. was he, yeah. he, he was good there and people rated him and uh, it, it looked like when he went back to Barcelona he was going to get his shot but it hasn't worked out um, good signing though for Everton I, I think that this, this is the sort of level they, they should be competing at in the, in the transfer market because let's be honest they've had a, a few duff signings uh, in, in over the past couple of years but um Kind of a signal of intent of actually what this should be about. He's got a player at good value, and um, they said it's someone with a, a bit of pedigree about him. Well, he's certainly got a bit of pedigree. He's won two league titles. I mean, he's played varying roles in those uh, two titles. Obviously, one league, one with PSG, and uh, La Liga with Barcelona. Um, and I mean, it is you know I know Leighton Baines is a very popular man at Goodison Park, but you know it is sort of time that you know those Moyes signings, like to Jagielka and Baines and. Well, Coleman's obviously still still at yeah. the top of his game, really. But the likes of Baines, it is time to sort of phase him out a bit, I think. Yeah, Leighton Baines as well. That, that's that's a, a fun one. We used to get linked to Manchester United every single transfer window uh, a few years back. Um, Mainly because Moyes was in charge. Possibly, hmm. possibly. <laughs> but um, maybe it's time to dig them rumours out again. You know, United Why need not? a full-back. Yeah, uh, true. We can, mm. we, uh, we can go with that. Yeah, but um, he's not a right-winger though, is he? So he's not going to... Not going to get a left back for United. Yeah, he's, he's probably not quite exactly what what, what Jose wants. Um, Everton as a whole, 
uh, as a club. Uh, last summer, they spent £180 million. Pounds and uh, they were in a relegation battle for half of the season. And obviously, they, I, know, I know Sam Allardyce pulled them out Big of it. Big to the rescue. Mm-hmm. But this is a, um, this, uh, alarming for Everton this season if they, if they don't manage to challenge. Or if they're not best of the rest. Um, it's going to be really testing times for them, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, you talk about how much money they've spent and you did mention earlier there's a few sort of duds in there. But yeah, it's just almost seems like almost mismanagement of money. Like they've spent a lot on players who have not really delivered. And even this week, um, we talked about it earlier this week on the uh, transfer videos, uh, that they were linked with Mahas Rojo, again, going back to Manchester United, for 30-odd million pounds. And you're thinking... If you've got that kind of money, just use it a little bit more wisely. So, you know, I think, yeah, certainly they need to sort of use their money, let's say, use their money wisely and sort of get these players to bed in and actually do something and, you know, like you say, be best of the rest. It's interesting, obviously, Farhad Mashiri, I think. I yeah. Think that's how you mm. pronounce, pronounce his name. He's the, the owner now, the person pumping the money into, mm. into Everton. Um, his background's at Arsenal, who traditionally at years were shrewd spenders you know they, they they spent and invested really wisely and and now suddenly it's just kind of carnage I mean just look at the Richarlison deal obviously it's, I think it's an initial 35 million that's probably going to end up being about 50 million pounds because I think the the add-ons and bonuses are quite achievable but um, just alarming sums of money um, Richarlison in, in general anyway as well as stick on Everton um, do, do you see this one as a good signing? Uh, I mean this is a price tag that everyone's talking about, isn't it? I mean, if he went for an undisclosed fee or whatever, then people would be saying, oh, it's, you know, it's a shrewd signing because, you know, he started last season really well. He was linked with, you know, everyone, United, Tottenham, Arsenal, um, until Marco Silva left left Watford. Um, so, you know, if, if if they can get back together what they had uh, at the start of last season, then, you know, people won't be talking about the price tag for much longer, will they? Yeah, yeah. So, Richarlison, I a good player let's be honest he was Watford's best player uh, at the start of last season but you know he, he does have to prove himself but as we say working, working under Marco Silver again so definitely uh, some potential there um, let's move on from Everton uh, another club uh, it's kind of in the middle region of the Premier League that we want to talk about I actually think this is a club that are going to struggle this season I think this is a club who are going to be in the, in the, in the lower lower region of, of the table that's Crystal Palace uh, Palace haven't really been mentioned on this podcast uh, since we've been doing it but they've been linked with a very very intriguing signing in uh, Max Meyer uh, the German international um, or I don't, I don't, he didn't get in the World Cup squad but you know he's a, formerly a German international um, he quit Schalke he, he let his Schalke deal run down to a close I think because he assumed he was going to get a big move. There were links to Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool, all the big Premier League teams, and now he can't find himself a club and he's going to end up at Palace. I mean, this is a—it's going to be something of a, of, of a coup for Crystal Palace if they if they get this one over the line. Yeah, it can be seen like that, but then it must be quite telling about how much, how little interest there's been in him if it is going to take Crystal Palace to finally give him a club after leaving Germany in the summer. Because, um, yeah, he'd been touted around for quite some time and was, you know, look, he looks all right. You know, the few times I've seen him play, he looks a decent player. So you've got to wonder what else is going on to sort of prevent other clubs sort of taking a risk with him, especially, you know, it, yeah. essentially risk-free at this point. Yeah. yeah, you've got to be pretty confident as well, obviously, if you're the, let's say, the, the player and the agent. If you, just to say, actually, you know, forget this new deal. Like, Schalke did try to get him on on a new contract they, 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 they tried for a while and Mayer said no um, I don't think he would have, would have envisaged that you know Sellers Park in the, in, the, in the changing rooms there where 
I mean, I've, I've not been in them personally, but I've been told they are probably the the, the worst of the the changing rooms, that sort of area. That's probably not the facilities he probably thought he was um, he was probably going to move for. Yeah, but Norwood Junction is lovely. I mean, I've recently moved down there. It's a fantastic little area. Sticking with Crystal Palace, um, there's another player who has been linked with a transfer, but I mean, an outgoing, and that's Wilfred Zaha. Um, we, we're not going to stick on Zaha too long because I don't think anyone really knows exactly what's going on with it. But there have been reports away from the mirror uh, suggesting that Chelsea have had a bid rejected and Tottenham uh, remain interested. But from Palace's point of view, they've, they've had a very difficult summer. Um, it's absolutely essential for them that they, they, they have to keep hold of their out-and-out best player. I mean, it is... Uh... But someone of that, someone of that ilk, is gonna he's gonna be linked away with moves and was he now twenty five I think, yeah, approaching the sort of peak years of his career. And I know you know I know he loves the club and he's said that many times. But when you're that good, I think it is you know it is in your best interest to to move on to a bigger club. It's interesting, obviously. He went to Manchester United, had kind of the failed spell there, and it'd actually be the perfect Manchester United, United signing right now. He was, it, yeah. it, like, he's, too, he's, much, he's, too much politics involved in that one, I think. Yeah, he, but he's, he's probably the, the, the sort of play that um, that they go for. Um, interestingly, we've, uh, with Palace out, um, they've lost uh, a couple of faces that were key figures from last year. Um, Damien Delaney obviously played uh, regularly at centre-back. He's left to go back to, to Ireland. I think he's gone to Cork City, I, I think. Uh, Johan Kabai uh, also gone to go and play in the Middle East. Um, what, what do we expect from Palace this season? I think even with Zahar, I expect them to struggle. Um, e- key e- thing is, e- even with a, a Roy Hodgson team? Yeah, I mean, this is a lot, a lot of people said, I think. I mean, this is probably why you, you're not outright saying that they're going to get relegated. But yeah, have some, with someone like Hodgson in you know, a they will get the odd result that they need, but I think it will be a tough season for them and they will be hovering around the drop zone for, I imagine, quite a lot of the season. Maybe just about survive, but I think they'll be down there and probably in the mix. Yeah, Connor, what do you expect from them? Uh, personally, I do think Zahan's going to leave, um, which I think will probably spell the end for their uh, stay in the Premier League. They've been linked with uh, Antonio, I think, from West Ham. Yep. Um, which would be a fairly like-for-like replacement. I know he's Antonio is a bit more versatile. He played pretty much every position apart from goalkeeper for West Ham, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I do think that would be a re- that would be a really good signing for him if, if Zaha left, and with Maya coming in as well. But um, I do think they'd have too much. Yeah, so they're uh, very much set for a season of struggles at Sellers Park. Uh, moving on, uh, I want to talk about a couple of transfer links that we, we, we've seen about uh, relating to left backs. Um, we're going to start with Luke Shaw, who obviously. Um, I mean, who knows what Jose Mourinho is thinking about him now? Obviously, he's he's always in the news about his fitness, and and Jose Mourinho will inevitably probably play him for about three games a season, drop him again, it'll all kick off again. People say, "Oh, Luke Shaw should leave." Um, very bizarre link for him. Um, Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg's been struggling in the Bundesliga for a while, but Wolfsburg wait, it's is maybe leaving the country and going abroad a, a, a fair option for him. Yeah, I've always said this about English players. I think we're well, quite a lot of our players are quite insular and I always thought it's attributed sort of our sort of failure at international stage was down to players not sort of spreading their wings learning different things around sort of Europe or the world I say but you know a new lease of life might be good for Luke Shaw maybe you know that sort of change of scenery and you know it's somewhere where he can really sort of knuckle down and get his head down and really sort of re, re- revive his career because when he was young he was so good and yeah, it's just all he gone had really. Pochettino, didn't he? Pochettino, yeah. the fullback whisperer. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Uh, it's all gone really. I mean, obviously he had that massive injury, you know, when yeah. when he started at United. But 
just since then it's just not been good so yeah I, mm. going abroad would always be a good thing and a lot of young English players are doing that now aren't they they're going particularly to Germany to go and sort of see what life is like there and they come back and you know look potentially stronger who knows but you know it's an education for them and it's definitely something I'd highly recommend I'd say yeah I would say obviously uh, Adam Ola Luckman from Everton went to Leipzig on loan last season uh, Leipzig uh, we believe uh, are going to come in for a third bid to try and make that one permanent they, they want that deal done uh, this summer I think Reese Oxford went from um, West Ham to Mönchengladbach Keenan Bennett's from Tottenham as well gone to Mönchengladbach yeah, it's like Rio Griffiths is going to Leipzig as well. Yeah, uh, Spurs striker. What, what, what's, what's happened with uh, Rio Griffiths? I mean, I've, I'll be honest. I've only seen the the, the headlines surrounding that. You know, he's, I think he's he has officially left now, hasn't he? Um, how have Spurs ended up letting one of their brightest talents talents go? Um, well, there were, there were reports that he's he's actually cancelled his own contract in a in a in a bid to sort of force a move away and play regular football. I think it is hard for young for young Spurs strikers when you look up and see unless Harry Kane leaves which isn't looking likely he's just signed a six year deal that the ro- that you know Tottenham play one, in fr- one up front and that's always going to be Harry Kane as long as he's at the club uh, I mean I'm surprised that he didn't stick around um, I think the club would have made a more concerted effort if they really thought that he was up to it Yeah, he scored a lot of goals at, um, at youth level but he's, re- he's always been really big for his age so he's sort of been able to bully defenders and stuff yeah. I don't think he'd have been able to do that in the Premier League but I, I don't know we'll see see what he does in the Bundesliga if he even gets game time and see if Tottenham will rue it yeah so it'd be interesting to follow that one um, sticking with Tottenham because the other fullback I wanted to mention uh, currently plays for Tottenham um, Danny Rose um, has been linked to Wolves uh, Wolves uh, we talked in great detail about on this podcast yesterday so if you want to know more about Wolves then do go back to yesterday's uh, episode um, but um, Danny Rose I mean from a Tottenham perspective Connor is he up to it still is he is, should he be in the starting 11 like because he seems like one of them players uh, say looking from the outside that just can't nail down his place effectively uh, I think before the injury he was probably the best fullback in the league I mean him and Kyle Walker on either flank was part of the reason why Tottenham did so well that season they, uh, they finished second but he's not he's not quite been the same since he did come back from injury I mean he's had he's had some great performances where he shows glimpses of what he's been like uh, in the past but he's, he's also never really nailed down that spot since he came back because Ben Davis has done so so well um, you know last last summer in January it was links to Man United and there was mooted like, swap deals with Luke Shaw and what have you but doesn't seem to have worked out and it doesn't look like Man United are going to be going for him because he hasn't he hasn't managed to sort of put together a run of games that he needed to I mean a really funny thing is um, I think it's this week last year where that, that interview came out yeah. where he said those things that you know it was quite controversial, wasn't it, at the time? And uh, it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. Spurs, Spurs fans at the time obviously were weren't happy at all. But when when he was welcomed back with open arms by Spurs fans when he when he came back to fitness and played, um, and he he's obviously he spoke about how much how much that meant to him. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one unless you can look inside Pochettino's head what he's thinking. Yeah. Um, from a Tottenham perspective, uh, say so just before we uh, we finish on this podcast today, um, Tottenham haven't done any business. No. Nope. I mean, I don't think there has been a signing, has it? No, no, there hasn't. There literally hasn't been. Is that frustrating for you, or or are you happy? Are you content with the squad? Um, what, what, what's your thoughts uh, on, I mean, on the window? Fans, they are frustrated. I mean, when you look at every tweet that's put out on Spurs official, uh, all the replies are sign someone, put in slightly more colourful language than that. Um, but when you look at it, I mean, summer's gone by. 
the Spurs have spent it trying to hold on to their best players and their best players being linked with moves away. But you look at that this summer, you haven't really seen it. I mean, last summer there was a lot of Harry Kane to Real Madrid talk. That sort of died down this year. I mean, even though they've sold Ronaldo, I mean, you've not even really seen Harry Kane linked. It's probably because he's just signed his new deal. Uh, I mean, Spurs fans are content from that point of view that they are still holding together this core. Uh, apart from Alderweireld, it looks like he, might, he still might be off. But um, there is frustration. I mean, this, Spurs fans just have the same thing with Daniel Levy, like just, just put the money out, but he won't. I mean, obviously the Grealish deal is sort of on and off. Looks like it's back on now. Apparently talks are resumed. Uh, but that's one you think could have been done early doors. I mean, Poch- we know Pochettino wanted him uh, to take him on the US tour. Uh, obviously, that didn't get done in time. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a centre midfield where you look at it. Really, you shouldn't have started me on this, by the way, because I've got a lot to say. <laughs> uh, it's a centre midfield situation, really. I mean, Moussa Dembele, I mean, it was it seemed sort of a given at the start of the window that he was going to leave. Uh, he wants one big contract. Uh, I think he's 30 now. Spurs, went, Spurs haven't been sure of his fitness, so they didn't really want to sort of give him a four or five year big money deal. Uh, Moussa Sissoko isn't really the most popular man. He hasn't really... Uh, well, this is, the thing. this is what I just quickly want to jump in. It's like, you know... It, when fans are just demanding signings, do you want to spend thirty million on someone like Musa Sissoko again just for the sake of having a signing? I mean, the Tottenham team is very settled and very good at the moment. So, when people are just clamouring for a name, is it really necessary? The team is doing. I think there fine. is there is a lot of that, but there is also a lot of um, a lot of concern about the midfield, as I say, because Wanyama, who spent a good six months on the sidelines, it looks like he's the same knees uh, having a problem again, so he's gone back to London for scans. Uh, Moussa Dembele is, as I say is, uh, coming back from the World Cup same as Eric Dyer. Uh, we don't think either of those are going to play in the first game of the season uh, so you're looking at two youth players starting, starting in centre midfield I think that's where the worry is for Tottenham How are you doing there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast and this is a Staycast from Acast We're all following the government's advice right now we're staying in it's a little bit cocooning but it's all working So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out. Also, well, also, obviously, you've got... If Alderweireld does go, we need to bring in another centre-half to replace him. And... It, I mean, that one looks like it's going to be dragged out, dragged out to the end of the window. So if Tottenham are leaving, leaving the business, it appears as if they're leaving the business to do once they've got the players out that they thought they were going to. Uh, and with what eight days remaining, that seems to be quite, quite a strange tactic. Yeah, uh, Harry Redknapp was on uh, Talksport, um, no, and, and he was saying um, that um, uh, Daniel Levy he, he will release money, uh, but only when he's sure. So he Levy likes to leave it late. So they don't, he does. Yeah. There could be. Could be activity with Spurs, but I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not too hopeful for you. Uh, not too hopeful. I, I, I do think there will be. I think I think there will. The Grealish deal will get over the line. I think, and uh, I think there'll be one wide attacker. Whether it's Zaha or Martial, who knows? But um, take no. either of those, wouldn't they? Remains to be or seen. Both. Or yeah. both, yeah, or yeah. both. Why not? Yeah. Might yeah. as well have both. Yeah. Why not? Throw Kovacic. Yeah. Like, say you're not spending any money yet. Just one, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're getting too ambitious there already. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you know what Spurs are like. It, it must be incredibly uh, frustrating. Anyway, uh, just a quick mention of Martial there. Um, he's set to be fined by Manchester United um, for 
going AWOL, one of them terms, or yeah, basically AWOL, not, I love an basically, AWOL. Basically just not turning up to, to training. He's not really AWOL, they know where he is. His yeah. wife just given birth, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently it wasn't part of his, his deal, his contract. He was supposed to fly straight back in, so he's set to be fined. And he's probably played his last game in a Man United shirt, so mm. maybe there's a bit of encouragement there. Um, for Tottenham a uh, couple of other rumours um, kind of floating around uh, at the moment uh, Thibaut Courtois um, apparently has told Chelsea um, he doesn't want uh, he's not going to sign a new deal that he's basically said either sell me now for money or I'll just walk away for free next summer which he would be able to um, so it'll be interesting to follow that one uh, and Golo Kante uh, obviously if Chelsea is still linked with Paris Saint-Germain and uh, on the continent, Luka Modric linked with Inter Milan, but I'll be honest, I can't see him leaving uh, Real Madrid. But uh, Inter, and I think both Milan teams seem pretty, um, well, pretty determined to spend money. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's really strange, isn't it, looking at those sides now and thinking, nah, he'd never go there. He'd never go to Inter. He'd never go to AC Milan. And, you know, just a decade ago, these are some of the strongest teams in the yeah. world yeah. You know? amazing how they've uh, how, how they've fallen off um, but yeah anyway that'll do us uh, today on the Mirror Football Transfer Spy podcast guys thank you very much really appreciate it anytime um, but yeah uh, we're back every single weekday of the transfer window there's only uh, just about one more week to go uh, so not too long for teams to get all of their, their business done uh, if you don't subscribe to this podcast you can get us on iTunes you can get us on Acast you can get us on Spotify uh, you can get us wherever you get your podcasts from uh, but until tomorrow we'll see you then Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts.